and welcome to Emma's ESL English. Merry Christmas! We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. <clears throat> anyway, I hope you had a good Christmas. I hope you ate lots of food. If you don't celebrate Christmas, I hope you had a nice day yesterday. And today. Today is officially Boxing Day in the UK. That means nothing apart from the fact that it's an extra holiday. Yay. Today we are continuing our Christmas reading. I don't care that Christmas was yesterday. We still got a couple days we can have a party. It's fine. If you want more readings, you can go to the English Listening Playlist on YouTube and you will find the readings. This is a story about the Hobfather, which in Discworld is similar to Father Christmas. Remember, Discworld is a satire. All of the books are making fun of basically the UK, but this world on a larger scale. And the Hogfather is the satire version of Father Christmas. But in this book, the Hogfather goes missing and death is taking his place. Yes, it's as silly as it sounds. Death, the guy with the, the hood and the, the bones and the sigh, that guy. That guy is pretending to be Father Christmas, effectively. It is as funny and as silly as you can imagine, with lots of different very silly scenarios. I am gonna read a segment where Death is trying to, well, he's trying to be Father Christmas. You know, traditionally in the sort of English slash American idea of Father Christmas, Santa Claus goes down the chimney and pops out and uh, puts presents under the Christmas tree. And a lot of British kids and American kids strongly believe that Santa will come to their house and put presents under the Christmas tree. Don't tell them about Mama Dad. Shh. Big secret. Big secret. Don't ruin the secret. Any kids that you know that are under... 10, probably younger these days, but I'm going to say 10 at least. Don't kill the secret. It's very important. Basically, in this part of the story, death gets really angry. <laughs> death is theoretically not human, but over the course of the Discworld series, he becomes more and more kind of personified. And he does have emotions. And every now and again, he gets really stressed out about things. And so at this point in time, he is going down the chimney of a very poor house. And with him is his sidekick. And this old guy was brought up in very, very poor circumstances. So for him, this house is very, very normal. And he is really aware of the imbalance between poverty and wealth. And he really kind of knows how the world works. Death does not know how the world works at all. So he gets really upset about this. Anyway, let's see what happens. It was a shack somewhere on the outskirts of the plains town of Scrote. Scrote had a lot of outskirts spread so widely, a busted cart here, a dead dog there, that often people went through it without even knowing it was there. And really it only appeared on the maps because cartographers get embarrassed about big empty spaces. Australian maps. I say no more. Hogswatch came after the excitement of the cabbage harvest, when it was pretty quiet in Scrote and there was nothing much to look forward to until the fun of the Sprout Festival. This shack had an iron stove with a pipe that went up through the thick cabbage leaf thatch. Voices echoed faintly within the pipe. This is really, really stupid. 
I think the tradition got started when everyone had them big chimneys, Master. This voice sounded as though it was coming from someone standing on the roof and shouting down the pipe. Indeed, it's only a mercy it's unlit. There was some muffled scratching and banging, and then a thump from within the pot belly of the stove. Damn! What's up, Master? The door has no handle on the inside. I call that inconsiderate. So he's inside the oven right now. <laughs> there were some more bumps and then a scrape as the stove lid was lifted up and pushed sideways. An arm came out and felt around the front of the stove until it found the handle. It played for it with a while, but it was obvious that the hand did not belong to a person used to opening things. In short, death came out of the stove. Exactly how would be difficult to describe without folding the page. Time and space were, from death's point of view, merely things that he'd heard described. When it came to death, they ticked the box marked not applicable. It might help to think of the universe as a rubber sheet. Or perhaps not. Let us in, master, a pitiful voice echoed down from the roof. It's brass monkeys out here. Death went over to the door. Snow was blowing underneath it. He peered nervously at the woodwork. There was a thump outside, and Albert's voice sounded a lot closer. What's up, master? Death stuck his head through the wood of the door. There's these metal things. Bolts, master. You slide them, said Albert, sticking his hands under his armpits to keep them warm. Ah. Death had disappeared. Albert stamped his feet and watched his breath cloud in the air while he listened to the pathetic scrabbling on the other side of the door. Death's head appeared again. Ah. Uh, it's a latch, master, said Albert wearily. Right, right. You put your thumb on it and push it down. Right. The head disappeared. Albert jumped up and down a bit and waited. The head appeared. Uh, I was with you up to the thumb. Albert sighed. And then you press it down and pull, master. Oh, right. Got you. The head disappeared. Oh dear, thought Albert. He just can't get the hang of them, can he? The door jerked open. Death stood behind it, beaming proudly as Albert staggered in, snow blowing in with him. Death's face is a skull, so he's smiling all the time. Blimey, it's getting really parky, said Albert. Any sherry, he added hopefully. It appears not. Death looked at the sock hooked onto the side of the stove. It had a hole in it. A letter in erratic handwriting was attached to it. Death picked it up. The boy wants a pair of trousers that he doesn't have to share, a huge meat pie, a sugar mouse, a lot of toys, and a puppy called Scruff. Ah, sweet, said Albert. I shall wipe away a tear, because what he's getting, see, is this little wooden toy and an apple. He held them out. But the letter clearly... Yeah, well, it's socioeconomic factors again, right? said Albert. The world would be in a right mess if everyone got what they asked for, eh? 
I gave them what they wanted in the store. Yeah, and that's going to cause a lot of trouble, Master. All them toys, pigs that really work. I didn't say anything because it was getting a job done. But you can't go on like that. What good's a God who gives you everything you want? That's a digger religion. You have me there. It's the hope that's important. Big part of belief, hope. Give people jam today and they'll just sit and eat it. Jam tomorrow. Now, that'll keep them going forever. And you mean that because of this, the poor get poor things and the rich get rich things? That's right, said Albert. That's the meaning of Hogswatch. Death nearly wailed. But I'm the Hogfather, he looked embarrassed. At the moment, I mean. Makes the difference, said Albert, shrugging. I remember when I was a nipper, one hog's watch, I had my heart set on this huge model of a horse they had in the shop. His face creased for a moment in a grim smile of recollection. I remember I spent hours one day, cold as charity the weather was, I spent hours with my nose pressed up against the window until they heard me calling and unfroze me. I saw them take it out of the window. Some was in there buying it. And you know, just for a second, I thought it really was going to be for me. Oh, I dreamed of that toy horse. It were red and white with a real saddle and everything. And rockers. I'd have killed for that horse. He shrugged again. Not chance, of course, because we didn't have a pot to piss in. We even had to spit on the bread to make it soft enough to eat. Please enlighten me what is so important about having a pot to piss in it's um it's more like a figure of speech master it means they're as poor as a church mouse are they poor well yeah but surely not more poor than any other mouse and after all there tend to be lots of candles and things that they could eat figure of speech again master it doesn't have to make sense oh i see do carry on of course i still hung up my stocking on Oxwatch eve and in the morning you know what my dad had put in his little course he carved his very own self yeah oh, said dad and that was worth more than all the expensive toy horses in the world eh? albert gave him a beady look Nah, he said. It weren't. All I could think of was it wasn't the big horse in the window. Death looked shocked. But how much better to have a toy carved with... Nah, only grown-ups think like that, said Albert. You're a selfish little bugger when you're seven. Anyway, Dad got ratted after lunch and trod on it. Lunch? All right. Maybe we had a bit of pork dripping for the bread. Even so, the spirit of Hogswatch, Albert sighed. <sighs> if you like, Master, if you like, Death looked perturbed. But supposing the Hogfather had brought you the wonderful horse? Ah, Dad had flogged it for a couple of bottles, said Albert. But we have been into houses where the children had many toys and brought them even more toys. And in houses like this, the children get practically nothing. Ah. 
We'd have given anything to get practically nothing when I was a lad, said Albert. Be happy with what you've got. Is that the idea? That's about the size of it, Master. A good God line that. Don't give them too much and tell them to be happy with it. Jam tomorrow, see? This is wrong, Death hesitated. I mean, it's right to be happy with what you've got. But you've got to have something to be happy about having. There's no point being happy about having nothing. Albert felt a bit out of his depth in this new tide of social philosophy. Dunno, he said. I suppose people would say they've got the moon and stars and such like. I'm sure they wouldn't be able to produce the paperwork. All I know is, if Dad had caught us with a big pricey bag of toys, we'd have got a ding around the ear hole for nicking them. It is unfair. But that's life, Master. But I'm not. I meant this is how it's supposed to go, Master, said Albert. No, you mean this is how it goes. Albert leaned against the stove and rolled himself one of his horrible thin cigarettes. It was best to let the Master work his own way through these things. He got over them eventually. It was like that business with the violin. For three days, there was nothing but twangs and broken strings, and then he'd never touched the thing again. That was the trouble, really. Everything the master did was a bit like that. When things got into his head, you just had to wait until they'd leaked out again. He'd thought that Hogswatch was all plum pudding and brandy, and ho, ho, ho. And he didn't have the kind of mind that could ignore all the other stuff. Neither do I. And so it hurt him, too. It's Hogswatch, said Death. And people die on the streets. People feast behind lighted windows and other people have no homes. Is this fair? Well, of course, that's the big issue, Albert began. The peasant had a handful of beans and the king had so much he would not even notice that which he gave away. Is this fair? Yeah, but if you gave it all to the peasant, then in a year or two, he'd be just as snooty as the king, began Albert, jaundiced observer of human nature. Naughty and nice, said Death, but it's easy to be nice if you're rich. Is this fair? Albert wanted to argue. He wanted to say, really? In that case, how come so many of the rich buggers is bastards? And being poor don't mean being naughty neither. We was poor when I was a kid, but we was honest. Well, more stupid than honest to tell the truth, but basically honest. But he didn't argue, though. The master wasn't in any mood for it. He always did what needed to be done. You did say we just had to do this so people believe, he began, and then stopped and started again. When it comes to fair, master, you yourself. 
I am even-handed to rich and poor alike, snapped Death. But this should not be a sad time. This is supposed to be the season to be jolly. He wrapped his red robe around him. And other things ending in Ollie, he said. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed that. If you're wondering what some of the words meant or some of the things altogether, <laughs> don't panic. Head over to the blog. The link is in the description and all of the vocabulary will be there. I hope you enjoyed this. My Albert accent was a little scratchy in the beginning, but <laughs> I found it eventually. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas or whatever you did yesterday, and I will see you tomorrow. Bye!